Hello and welcome to another episode of Face, a podcast about shooting yourself in the foot for a laugh. I am your host, Jeff Ramsey, and as always, thus far, uh, my co-hosts are Gavin Free and Andrew Panton, two millennial idiots. Hello. Hey. That's not very nice, is it? How dare you call Canada's greatest gamer a millennial idiot? What an insult. <laughs> How dare someone fart about with their microphone for 15 minutes like a total boomer and then come at us with millennials? Dude, if I was a boomer, we still wouldn't be recording right now. It's only because <laughs> of my, my Gen X sensibilities that I was able to overcome <laughs> All of these technical problems, which, by the way, I have every day. I like we go into I go into defensive mode when I get yeah, called a millennial, but it's like, well, I am a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was meant as it, it was uh, it was meant as an insult. So that, that's what I do. Yeah, you were correct in being offended. <laughs> hey, so I uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about something uh, that I found out the other night because uh, I had some insomnia and I couldn't sleep, so I was doing some research on f- facing. And uh, I, I found something to—I found out something illuminating. I wanted to share it with you guys. So, uh, f- face is a word that's been around for a long time. Andrew and I started using it in a in a particular way, uh, but it kind of came back into our, I guess, uh, parlance because Andrew and I started collecting cards together. Not really because I want to collect cards, but it was just something to do with Andrew, and it's kind of, it's just like a fun thing we do. We open basketball cards together. He's not your son. (laughs) No, he's my friend. I don't know. (laughs) You know what? Sounds like my least favorite son is jealous of my favorite (laughs) Jealous as shit, dude. (laughs) That's what I'm hearing. Uh, Well, you got something that Andrew didn't, and we can talk about that in a little while, too. Anyway, through the course of that, Andrew started, and I talked about, like, you know, I used to collect baseball cards when I was a kid. We started talking about, like, silly sports cards, and we got in this discussion of what is... Uh, like the most collectible card of all time. And to me, uh, a lot of people would say it's probably like a Honus Wagner or Michael Jordan rookie card or whatever. To me, it was a 1989 Fleer baseball card uh, of the little brother of Cal Ripken, who's a very famous Baltimore Oriole, uh, named Billy Ripken, who uh, his his 89 Fleer card is him holding a baseball bat, uh, smiling, and on the bat it says face on the bottom of the bat. And uh, this went to print... And it was very quickly corrected, but it became for a while a really funny collectible baseball card that in 89 was going for like $1,000 for a brief period in time. Like everybody was clamoring to get their hand on the face card, myself included. I was 14 and uh, Andrew uh, and I were talking about it. I lamented that I never, never got that face card. So he very sweetly bought me a box of Fleer baseball cards, bought himself one from 89, and we opened up packs until we both got the face card. I suspect, by the way, that Andrew very kindly uh, opened up all the packs, found that there wasn't one in there, slipped one in, packaged it back up, and sent it to me. I will go to my grave believing that he did that. I considered it. Honestly, what happened was, uh, like, I, I sent you the photo, and we agreed we are going to do this. I'm very impatient, and uh, I opened. I said, do you want the left box or the right box? And you said uh, you didn't reply for a while, and so I just immediately opened the left box uh, and then had tremendous guilt when I found the face card in the box and prayed there was one in the right box. Because I wanted the card because it's a dumb, goofy card, but if I would have pulled that that moment from you because of my impatience, <laughs> I would have felt so bad. 
Uh, well, thank you, Andrew. Uh, that's very sweet of you. I'm looking at the Bill Ripken face card right now. Uh, anyway, the story behind that, uh, for years and years and years, has been that Billy Ripken uh, was a young player at the time, and he was on the same team as his older brother, who was much more famous and successful as a baseball player than him, and Billy got a lot of good-natured ribbing because of that, and the story that Billy propagated was that somebody played a prank on him and wrote face on the bat, and he had no clue. But the other night, uh, during my bout of insomnia, I was reading about it, and I found out and this will be particularly interesting to you, I think, Andrew. Bill Ripken admitted some 20 years later that he wrote face on the bat. He faced himself. That's incredible. So like the pseudo inspiration for the name of this podcast and the fact that we use it as a, as a noun to describe a, a thing that we do, he actually did unintentionally in the creating of the card. He was saying that he um, it was a practice bat, and he liked to use a certain wood grain practice bat, and there were only a few of them, and they would get, after batting practice, they get thrown into a big, like, uh, barrel full of bats, and it's hard to find the one that you want. And so he wanted to write something on the bottom of the bat to uh, <laughs> make it noticeable really easily, instead of just writing, like, BR or whatever. Uh, so he wrote face as a joke. Uh, so that he would always know it was his practice bat. And then he just forgot about it and took the photo, didn't even cross his mind that it was the face bat. Then when the picture came out and it became this controversy, uh, he got scared, essentially, <laughs> and pretended that somebody had played a prank on him, which everybody would believe. So uh, the inception of facing uh, was tied to this card, at least in my mind, which I found out later, Billy Ripken faced himself. So I think that's, that's, that was an awesome Mid like late night discovery that I wanted to share with you guys. And you said that he waited twenty years to to come clean. Uh, yeah. That well, the interview I read where he admitted to it was uh, like a twenty something years after. I bet. I bet. Like the the day after it came out, he was like, oh, I should really give this four or five presidential terms before I admit this." <laughs> How many trellises is that? That's like eight trellises if Jack's making them. Twenty years. Uh, if. Uh, <laughs> If we ever get lucky enough, maybe we can have the OG f face Billy Ripken on our show someday. But I doubt it. I don't know if we'll ever <laughs> rise to Billy Ripken f face fame. It probably depends whether or not he's trademarked f face. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if that was a prank, though? If somebody pulled that off on the team, how fucking excited they would be? That'd oh, have dude. to be one of the greatest all-time sports pranks. Maybe any prank ever. Well, and the fact that the f face isn't upside down it's right side up on the bat too like it couldn't be framed better it was perfect the whole thing was tremendous it was probably uh i mean listen it's a big fucking deal to make it into major league baseball they say it's harder to break into the mlb than it is to break in the the pros in any other sport and i'm sure a lot of non-americans would dispute that and you might be correct i'm just saying what i've what's been thrown around my entire life is that the hardest professional sport to get playing time in is baseball so Billy, uh, living under his uh, his brother's shadow, I got to be honest, I think probably the highlight of his career might be a 1989 baseball card that says face. That might be the most notable thing he did in his professional career, which, you know, although he was a hell of a player to even get to the major leagues, he, he, he wasn't a standout star like his brother. I mean, even if he was an all-time great player, I feel like the face card is so iconic. They would be the top. It's almost better that he wasn't an all-time great, because that'd suck if that's what you're known for and you had a Hall of Fame career. Oh, if that right. was the you're, thing you could just never surpass. You're Ken Griffey Jr. and 
face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be tough. That would be tough. Uh, as far as the other thing, Gavin, uh, I'm sorry that I've been playing uh, or opening baseball and basketball cards with Andrew. And we didn't include you. You know, it's fine. I, I've aged out. I get it. No, <laughs> you've aged out. You're in your 30s now. You're, you're no longer young enough for me, for my friendship. Uh, I would also like to point out that uh, when I turned 40, Gavin told me he was going to stop being my friend until he turned 30. I mean, that was like a blanket rule for anyone. I think I said the same to Bernie. Yeah. And so there was a couple of years there where you just told me we weren't friends. Yeah, so bye. <laughs> <laughs> So I, you well, know, if my if my age starts with a two and yours starts with a four, there's a problem. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Andrew. <laughs> Fuck you, Gavin. Aye, aye, aye. But Gavin, I have I have shared things with you as well. Like recently, I started doing uh, something that I'm quite horrified and proud of at the same time. In that I've been, uh, well, I've been losing my mind in quarantine. Uh, sure, as we all have. Uh, and so I'm left alone for the most of the day with just me and my recording equipment and a couple of lazy dogs. <laughs> so I've been recording my farts. And uh, <laughs> so I, I got I got a me- I got a text the other day. Uh, it didn't have any sort of body to the text. It just said uh, the file name from a voice memo. What was the file name? New recording twenty. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I hope one through nineteen are actual serious voice memos and not just farts. But sure, <laughs> they're not. And I, <laughs> so I got it. I played it. Uh, shall I play it now? If you want to, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I just replied, "This is the beginning of something terrible." Yeah, it is. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know, man. I was just bored. So I've been voice voice note recording on my iPhone all of my farts. And what I've learned is that my f- that <laughs> farts are like fingerprints and snowflakes. They're unique and individual, and no two farts are the same, at least audibly. So uh, I've become kind of fascinated with, like, the variance in my farts. And so I've started to – I started to think, like, well, this is sort of a – this fart kind of reminds me of Gavin. <laughs> So what I've been doing is sending farts to the people in my life, uh, unannounced and unrequested, uh, and then just seeing what happens. It would be interesting on, on a larger sample, once you've done this several times and I have like 50 farts sent to me and other people also have 50, it'd be fun to compare the different types and yeah. then eventually see if you can filter them into the different buckets without you know, without you being there. I, I, I'll i say, man, this has been, uh, That's I think that's a fantastic idea. And this has been really illuminating for a couple le- reasons. One, I'm learning a lot about my own body. Uh, it's never too late. It's never too late, boys and girls, to learn about yourself. Uh, but also, it's amazing how upset people get, A, when they receive a fart. My mother was not jazzed. Uh, she she was the first person I sent a fart to. Uh, I and, feel like uh, a lot of your just living and existing is to annoy your mother in in ways that are so targeted towards her like yes. i feel like you made your old aim names kind of just for her yes yes uh i used to <laughs> we'll get off on a tangent i used to for aol instant messenger that's how rooster teeth ran for a, a few uh many years there yeah uh that's how we communicated before slack and uh, our aim names would always leak out. And then you just start getting aim names, like 100 aims a day from strangers. And so I'd have to constantly change them to things that I didn't think anyone would guess or have any uh, interest in 
in <laughs> aiming. And so uh, for the longest time, my aim name was Set Sail for Ass. And <laughs> my mom wanted to start aiming with me, and she was offended by the name, so she made me change. She asked me to change it, so I changed it to Delicious Boner, <laughs> and then uh, made my mom talk to me <laughs> with that aim name. Wasn't there also like my balls, your ass? My well? balls, your ass was one of them. <laughs> she would only talk to me through the through the one because I don't know. They're different levels of offensive to her, I guess. <sighs> I distinctly remember getting my first delicious boner message because I had no concept <laughs> that you're gonna message me. I think we had talked like twice, and I was watching a movie with my mom on my laptop. And then top right corner, just randomly, delicious boner, it says sup. And I had to, like, pause the movie, because I didn't know what it was. I was like, this doesn't look good. I don't know what this is. I have no involvement with this. I, I can imagine you just looking over at her and looking back at your laptop, closing it and walking away. It was a very awkward moment. I had to pause the film, and then I realized it was Jeff, and it was fine. But it was just, who, who is delicious boner? Why is this happening right now? So, so um, the farts, when, when you send a fart, what do you want in return? Do you want, like a comment or a little review of the fart or do you want it to be ignored i don't give a shit the reaction that you're gonna give me back it will never match the reaction that i've invented in my head <laughs> like i i sent you that fart in my head three or four times before i sent it in real life to prepare and to kind of to kind of like <laughs> i like to craft i like to craft my own responses to these things especially when i can't see you so then uh i'll just assume that 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 was the response I got, and I'll be very happy. Uh, so yeah, you were horrified in my brain, uh, and uh, you uh, you threw up a little in your mouth when you realized what it was, uh, which mm. made made me very happy. <laughs> but the thing that's been crazy to me is, yeah, people are offended or grossed out or weirded out, but people are more upset not to get farted. Interesting. People at Rooster Teeth, uh, at our company that we work for, when they find out I've sent farts to some people and not others, they get really mad. Like, genuinely offended. Like, why didn't I make the fart list? Uh, do you not like me enough to, to send me a, a personal fart? How, uh, how exclusive is this list currently? I have sent farts to you, my mom, and Trevor currently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'll be... Andrew's on the list. I'll be sending more. But A, I don't want to shoot my wad all at once. I want to drag this out for as long as humanly possible. Uh, and then B... Like to, sorry, just to cut you off for a minute. I like you open this up with, I was bored. Now you have like a plan, like there's over 25, you can't, this is, you have a problem. This isn't an I was born moment. This has gone way beyond yeah, I was born. Yeah, do you have like a spreadsheet going for? Not yet, not yet. I haven't, <laughs> I, I, I've considered it, yeah. How else are you going to categorize this stuff? <laughs> I will say, Andrew, it's that level of tenacity that helped create Rooster Teeth and why we're all here, I'd like to think. <laughs> I'd like to think that, that with my boredom, I create and categorize and <laughs> all of my farts and then figure out who those farts apply to. See, that's the, the grand scheme of things is I'm not going to send you a fart unless that fart to me says you. Like <laughs> the fart that Gavin played, that's Gavin in a fart. 100%. The fart that I said to my mom was my mom in a fart. Let me let me try and sort of find some adjectives to describe. I'm going to have to listen to this one more time. So it's definitely sort of up and down. It's yeah. um it's two it, ways. It's sort of I would say you pushed in the middle. Yeah. There was there was a build up on either side and a little bit wet. I don't know what that says about me though. <laughs> Here's the deal. It's irreverent. It's silly. The fart doesn't take itself too seriously and the fart presents itself and then says, 
no, no, there's more to me than that, and then comes back with a second wave of fart. And that's the thing that I love about you, Gav, is there's always more to the story. Like, there's never, your fart, the Gavin Free, per, like, fart personality, in, it never ends. There's always more to you. I would like to craft a better fart, that, uh, and maybe as I, as, I, as I continue down this road, I'll get to a point where I, I, I find uh, one that even more encapsulates you and your personality. Uh, because uh, believe me, if I could have made that fart longer with more surprises, I would have. I feel like over time, it's like one of those police sketch artists where you're describing someone, but you're using <laughs> different farts. And as I get more farts, it will become more clear what my personality is through these farts. <laughs> I, I think there's also... There's some future to this. I feel like if you record all your farts for, say, a year, you could potentially find the best fart sound, like the best, most satisfying audible fart. And I feel like we could potentially take that waveform and print it on a shirt. Or, or Andrew will get it tattooed across his forehead or something. Like, there'll be, like, the fart in visual format. Maybe that's the culmination of last week's episode which is we want to we want to do some sort of a gofundme or find a top line sponsor to tattoo andrew's face maybe the tattoo is the waveform of the perfect fart i think that's, that's perfect brilliant. that's a brilliant idea gavin uh <laughs> andrew uh no need to respond i'm gonna assume you're on board for this i mean i i think the part you're missing is there's a million dollar exchange i wasn't just looking to put fucking tide on my forehead this is a million dollar deal <laughs> we got step one we got profit we just need step two we'll get there <laughs> How many variations of farts do you have? Not as many as I want. <laughs> That's I would, another yeah, thing. Yeah, I feel like I got like a fastball and like I don't know, a change up. I'm, there's not a lot of variation in my fart. I'm I'm working on it. I have the, the difficulty with me is uh there's a bit of performance anxiety. When oh. I know a fart is coming, I got to get my phone together. I got to get in the right position. It gets very stressful. Uh I get a little it gets a little hectic and sometimes <laughs> the fart that I push out isn't the fart that I had uh, I guess that I'd imagined. <laughs> that wasn't the one that was in the chamber. <laughs> no, yeah. That, so that's been a real problem. And I have, I'll be honest, a lot of my better farts have just slipped out walking through the hall or whatever <laughs> when my phone wasn't around. I, I've, I've left, unfortunately, I've left quite a few A-plus, triple-star rated, uh, just absolute honkers on the cutting room floor because I couldn't get my phone out fast enough or I recorded it poorly or or whatever, yeah. Let's say it's it's a. <laughs> I haven't perfected the process yet, but I'm working on it. Have you accepted that you're gonna eventually record yourself shitting yourself? I hope so. Yeah, it's a dangerous game you're playing. Yeah, that's a Michael Jones. I'm gonna send that when I shit myself. I'm gonna send that to Michael. That's definitely a Michael in it. I, and I yeah. feel like that that will be that will be a different sounding fart. Like if you gave me 99 farts and one of them was uh, a follow through, I bet I could point out which one that was. <laughs> I bet you could too. Well, Gavin, you've—if uh, you follow our other podcasts, you'll know that Gavin and I, at least, I can't speak to you, Andrew, uh, but Gavin and I have shit our pants a lot around each other. Oh boy! And, uh, and so you probably—you probably are more intimately familiar with that side of me than anybody else on earth, <laughs> except maybe my mom. But for her, it's been a while. There were times like okay, so when we lived together, we we always had different rooms, occasionally a different building that we slept in, yes. and whenever whenever you were just without warning barge into my room i knew something had happened like you wouldn't ever just come in and say hi you would always come in being like hey i bought you a tiny motorbike and you would just leave it in the room or you would come in with your <laughs> boxes off and a load of towels and say i just shit the couch 
Uh, yeah, that's true. I was drinking back then. That was uh, <laughs> that was before I sobered up. So uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> How many times did you guys say you shit yourself? Oh, oh God! I think I shit myself probably back in those days, probably four or five times a year. Yeah, easily like a quarterly shit for you yeah i was probably, five times i was probably one a year andrew have you ever heard the story about how gavin shit himself seven times in one day that really messed up my average seven to be honest times in yeah. one day how in one day oh you not only did gavin sorry i'm not gonna tell your story for you gavin but not only did gavin shit himself seven times almost each shit uh was unique and embarrassing in its own way <laughs> Like, he, yeah. he shit himself you know, really impressively in a lot of impressive environments. You know, like, when you're doing science and you want to change one variable each time and sort of measure the results? Each shit had a, had a different factor. Do you, do you want to run down the highlights of some of the places you shit yourself that day? Yeah, I shit myself uh, at a restaurant. That was the first one. Yeah. Um, threw away my underwear. The next shit was on a plane because I'd fallen asleep and uh, the muscles sort of clenching my anus closed had relaxed. So some poo came out. Uh, I shit the shower. I shit the bed. I think two were in the bed, to be honest. And uh, I just, I just stopped changing my underwear. Eventually, I was like, I'm just gonna shit my ass cheeks at this point. How? But how did like you just like did this surprise you every time? I don't understand uh, how this happens. Honestly, it was it was food poisoning, and it was unlike any experience I've ever had. Where if I wasn't actively holding my ass closed, just shitty liquid would leak out. And, you know, after like 45 minutes of, of clenching it all in, eventually, just naturally, you stop thinking about it and you relax or you think about something else and then you just, it seeps out. And when you're asleep, it's impossible. I respect your commitment to the bed. Dude. Like after you shit yourself four times, you then go to the bed, shit yourself in the bed and then decide to go back to the bed. That's yeah, I mean, I, I pulled the sheets off, but it, got, it did get to the point where I just stopped putting new boxes on. So it's like, this is just going to keep going. Wasn't this also during the courting phase between you and Meg, and you were visiting her? Yeah, I think it was our, our second day. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that was what it that was what it took to seal the deal, huh? <laughs> you were women love, in my experience, women love vulnerability. They like to see a man who's who's comfortable being vulnerable. About, I mean, vulnerable when I saw her reaction to it, I knew she was the one. Yeah, she just found it very funny and drove me home. I can't even take credit for sending the farts out when I was just sitting on the sofa with my ass in the air as if I like as if I were trying, you know, the position. It's like when Trevor, uh, who also works with the Rooster Teeth, when he tries to blow himself. Uh, it was essentially that position. And I was recording a fart. And my girlfriend, Emily, walked in. And she goes, what are you doing? And I go, oh, I'm just recording my farts. And she didn't skip a beat. She goes, you send one to your mom. And I'm like, excuse me? She goes, send it to your mom. And that's what kicked all this off. I was like, I should send it to my mom. That is a great idea. And then it's like, well, if I'm going to send it to my mom, I got to send it to my friends and my 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 work family as well. So it's like, you know, when you find the right one, you know. Have you, Has she started doing hers? No, she doesn't. There's a game we play in our family here that is it's impossible that we've been dating uh, for over two years. And to my knowledge, my girlfriend has never gone number two or farted. And it's, uh, she insists that she doesn't do it. I'm not kidding when I say I think that she goes to like a Staples, or, well, pre-quarantine, <laughs> like a Staples or an Office Max in route to, to take care of business. Because now we live together and we live together in quarantine. And unless she's like getting up at 4.30 in the morning uh, and then going to the other side of the house to shit in the other bathroom, she's not doing it. 
she's never farted and never pooped. And I'm desperate to catch her in the act. How's it so one-sided, though? Because usually I feel like, you know, once one person's comfortable farting, the other person lets their guard down too, and, and before you know everyone's fine. But she has still never done it in front of you? Never. Never once. Uh, she's a burper. Ah. That's her. That's where she lets loose. She she even told me, she's like, you'll never experience one of my farts in your... You, never. Uh, and maybe if I put a ring on her, I can, I can then... Uh, <laughs> witnessed that but uh but yeah she said like burping is where i'm gonna just let it go and she's a she's a massive burper i'm just imagining you walking around your house with like a boom mic trying to catch sasquatch like this fart like you're trying to capture (laughs) the rarest creature i hide in her closet when she goes to the bathroom (laughs) and then when she comes out i jump at her to try to scare her to like scare a fart out uh and i've scared the utter shit out of her but i've never uh, I never scared the literal shit out of her, unfortunately. I can just imagine you popping out of a laundry basket or something with headphones <laughs> and like a dish on a stick, for, like picking up sound waves. Yeah, it's, it's like it's what are you doing? Something similar to that. Yeah, we've gotten <laughs> we we've gotten pretty uh, pretty ridiculous with that. She she likes to scare the shit out of me. Uh, I like to scare her. We get real pranky. We've had to kind of put a moratorium on it because things are getting out of control uh, towards the beginning of the quarantine. I gotta say, I'm impressed with your fart conversation. I thought you were, I, I didn't know what you are doing. It's a real art. You've sold me on that this is an artistic endeavor that you're pursuing. And I respect that. <laughs> well, thank you, Andrew. Uh, I, I'm happy to be able to bring you into the, <laughs> into the conversation, finally. Uh, and uh, I, hope, I hope that I'll find the appropriate and perfect pant and fart, and uh, I'll be able to share that with you soon. I don't know if I need it, but I'm happy that you're doing oh. this. Are you a good farter, Andrew? I, as I, I think I'm a pretty boring farter. I don't think uh, very consistent. Yeah, very average. Uh, Like I maybe have two variations. I'd assume. Yeah. What do you say? You got a fastball and a changeup. Yeah, I think I got like a fastball and changeup. That's about it. Uh, Not a lot. I mean, I think I could probably, if you put candles on a cake, I think I could take two candles out. I think that's the max (laughs) of my range. Like that's where I thought. I thought you're gonna like a combine of farting. I thought you were really getting into an ass game. Um, (laughs) I didn't expect it to go art. But yeah, I think I could probably take out like two candles, but that's that's my peak. Oh, I, I don't think I could do one. My, mine are pretty weak, to be honest. They all sort of, they trail up at the end. They, they all sound like questions. <laughs> <laughs> They're very ponderous farts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I did not think we were going to go 20, oh, I don't know, 30 minutes or so talking about farts today. <laughs> Should we get onto a f- face yeah that, that would caught me off guard <laughs> uh yeah well andrew you had mentioned you referred to yourself as canada's greatest gamer very well earned I, i'm not saying I re- i'm not refuting it in any way i just wanted to make sure i got the phrase right why do you feel comfortable calling yourself canada's greatest gamer i i think it's a factual statement when you own every garfield cart world record on xbox <laughs> i don't think like i need to sell it in any way i think that kind of just explains all of it what is Garfield Kart? I'm assuming is uh, it's a kart racer similar to Mario Kart, right? It is, uh, yeah. It is a, a Mar- some would say a lesser Mario Kart, some would say better. I don't know who those are, but uh, it's uh, like a yeah, it's a Mario Kart clone. And how did you become the, <laughs> the candidate? How did you become the Mario? The fuck? What is it called? Garfield Kart World Tour? <laughs> uh, Furious Racing. Garfield Kart Furious Racing. Garfield Kart Furious Racing. They made two Jeffs, so it's clearly, it's a big deal. Why did you buy it? Uh, Because I really wanted to be good at a game that nobody was good at. 
and uh, I went to the Xbox store, and you know how they have, like, what's the highest selling game? I clicked that, and then I went to the bottom of that, and I saw what was the <laughs> least selling game. And number seven was Garfield Kart. And we, and we should let the listeners know that you are incredibly competitive. Like, you, if... Oh, insane. There was one time where I had, like, one better time in, in a Trials HD map than you, and you spent like weeks straight trying to beat it until you I spent a hundred days beating your run. <laughs> oh Every single God. morning I would do seven runs of the course and it took me a hun- on the hundredth day I finally beat it. This was a track ba- back in Trials HD days which is I assume the late 2000s when that came out and uh, I did this crazy run on a track where I almost fell off and it, it got to the point where I was like I was at the absolute tipping point and I just eked under this bit that usually slows you down, but because I almost fell off, I didn't get slowed down. And I ended up at like 19th in the world or something on that track. So I was like, no, no one I know is beating that. And like a decade later, you cut, you come in and beat my time. Yeah, I'm so delusional. I took that as a personal attack. I was talking to somebody completely unrelated to you, and we're arguing about who had a higher, like, who was higher on the leaderboards. And so I downloaded it, and you had all the top times on beginner. <laughs> and I was second. I was like, oh, clearly he tried to beat my times at some point. That asshole. I'm going to get all my times back. And then I found <laughs> out you just like had a game night with your friends. And that's what yeah. you guys did. Had nothing to do with trying to beat times. You're yeah, just like having me fun. and three friends just got together. We, we did something called Trials Tuesday where we all brought our Xboxes and TVs to the same room and just played Trials. <laughs> it, happened, it happened one time. I played the best <laughs> in my entire life. <laughs> also, one of my, I brought, um, we all had our TVs and my TV remote was controlling one of my friend's TVs. <laughs> I, was, I was messing with him the whole time. I kept turning his TV off when he was right near the end. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear Lord. So so that unhealthy level of competition and uh, what's maybe the largest chip on a shoulder I've seen uh, in my 44, almost 45 years, that led you to get hyper-competitive in whatever the fuck that game is called garfield furious car furious racing yeah it wasn't my first att- the first thing i have the there's a ben-hur xbox one game for some reason like they made that movie that nobody wanted nobody saw and they made a video game for it that was free and that has a leaderboard but it's dead shockingly okay. they continued not to support ben-hur the video game Man. so then i had to go to garfield cart and uh, <laughs> let me say it was a very competitive four hours to become the greatest Garfield card player. What happened after you broke? Because you texted me and you're like, I now have like the world record in every track on this stupid game. And then like 10 minutes later, you were like, I have an enemy. Yes. Yeah, the problem is it started as a joke. But then when you're on top, you don't want to fall off that. So now I'm incredibly serious about my Garfield cart racing. Like, as soon as I got all the time, someone else started taking times. And I had a heated rivalry with someone that I'm pretty sure was seven. Well, this podcast is surely the death sentence of your top times. Like, people Ooh, are going to go out there, no. they're going to get the game, they're going to knock you off the off the top of the pedestal. If this was back then, Gavin, I would have been nervous. I've gone through, like, eight rivals. Okay, I'm the top <laughs> of Lasagna Mountain. I'm not even a little bit worried about it. The game costs, like, 30 bucks. So that's why I've been able to hold it partially, because nobody's dumb enough to spend $30 on a Garfield game. I would welcome all challengers, though. You could try. You could try. <laughs> You're going to waste your time and money, though. You're going to get dethroned before we film the next one. I'm going to retire by the time we film the next one. <laughs> no, it's, 
<laughs> going out on top. I think my favorite part of this saga was the, I don't know if he did the same to you, uh, Gavin, but Andrew just kept sending me screenshots of, oh, yeah. D, of DMs of him talking shit to little <laughs> kids on Xbox Live and getting into these heated rivalries using Garfield puns to insult people. <laughs> it's a serious game. Do you have any of those exchanges to hand? It was, yeah. It's a lot of when you race against me every day is a Monday. Stuff like that. Anything <laughs> Garfield. Lasagna, lasagna Mountain. <laughs> it got heated. I've had four Vibe Rebels. I just don't know where this stuff comes from. Like, what made you... What, yeah. You're always doing the weirdest, most interesting <laughs> stuff that I feel like no one could write. Agre- agreed, yeah. Well, what do you mean, like, what... What started? What do you mean? Like, why am I shit talking? Just with everything people? that you do. No, just like, what made you want to do that? Uh, that I, well, I, I don't know. I just, I woke up. I always had a fascination with like, there's got to be a Michael Jordan of basket weaving, and we just don't know who that is because nobody cares about basket weaving. I just find mm. it interesting. Like, people that are like insanely talented at something, but also just nobody cares because nobody is aware of it. Real fast, I just like to say to the basket weaving community that may or may not be listening to this podcast, Andrew's views do not represent the views of myself <laughs> or possibly Gavin Free. I have I'll deep take respect on all six for basket weavers. I have a deep and profound respect for you. Please do not, please do not uh, mobilize the basket weaving uh, lobby against us. Do you think basket weavers also get into other stuff like wicker shoes and stuff? Is that the same field? Yeah, I think we're just speculating. I would imagine. If you're a basket weaver, your house probably looks like a, a Pier 1 Imports f- like factory store. It's just <laughs> everything is wicker and just it, it just brittle old small pieces of wood. Every time you sit down, you get that sort of wood crushing sound like... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Andrew, please continue talking shit about basket weavers. I mean, nobody... Like, I... I don't, I have nothing against basket weaving, but I feel like as a society, we've decided basket weaving isn't that important. (laughs) Do you know anyone who basket weaves? (laughs) I don't know a single basket weaver. I don't, but I'm afraid we're about to. As I said, I'm, I'm on top of Lasagna Mountain. If they get there, if they dethrone me. Now, if a basket weaver dethrones me, that'd be a hell of a story. If any basket weavers out there. You're, uh, (laughs) you're still defending your titles. Is anybody gunning for you right now at the moment? Uh, no, I had a really heated one right when the Jordan documentary was airing, and that was a real motivator. That was probably the closest I've had to losing a time. There's one time I don't have, and it was glitched. I've confirmed with the person they can't set the time that it says they have. I don't know how it happened, but I'm number two and one, but I'm actually number one. It hurts me every time I see. I've reached out to the company. To make that official, I think you're going to need to get them to sign something and have it notarized. Ooh. I mean, I have a message from them admitting it. I made them switch what game they were playing to f- verify. Mail them, mail them a form. Have it. Have them. You can e-donorize now. I learned about that from Gavin. And uh, yeah, and get, <laughs> so that we can make take, maintain that official status. Also, do you plan? How long do you plan on being the king of Lasagna Mountain? Uh, I guess until someone takes the throne, which I don't know, years, maybe never. I think I'm gonna hold these records forever. Why would I think otherwise? God damn, Andrew. So how did you end up in the paper? Oh, <laughs> that was, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. That was one of those things where you wake up at 1 a.m. And I was thinking about like, well, I've had rivals. How do I escalate this further? Because the, the bigger it gets, the funnier it is because it's so stupid. 
Uh, and I thought, I bet you I could get the local paper to write about it. So I just sent out this email to, I, I like submitted a story, a news scoop, and called myself that I was a professional gamer, uh, which from Griffball, technically true. I was in the pro league in the Griffball League. Sure. All I had to do was click a box that said pro to make me a pro, but I, technically <laughs> I was in the pro league. So I wrote up that email. I sent it to him. Didn't really expect a reply. And the next day I got a response saying, I'd love to cover this. Uh, I need to do an interview. Let's let's push this further, which I did. What, was it over the phone? Uh, no, it was an email interview. Oh, okay. Yeah, we did an email interview. And then it was a weird thing where, like, I didn't tell members of my family this. This was in a paper that gets delivered to, like, every house where I live for free. And uh, I didn't really tell anyone in my family. And then it became this kind of big deal with people that knew me. And then not... They think like I'm actually... They think this is an accomplishment. Like, I'm, I'm the Garfield guy when it was a joke. And I don't know how to break that to them. <laughs> like, my grandparents think this is an amazing achievement. I have friends, like, it's, it's ridiculous. Then I started oh. getting asked to do radio interviews for it, and that was fun. Are you serious? Did you do radio interviews about it? I didn't end up doing any of those, but I got uh, CBC, which is, like, the main network in Canada, reached out to me wanting to do a cover story for it, and I got a local, like, rock station. Wanted to cover it, too. <laughs> Man. That's either a testament to how f unique and weird and entertaining you are or how fucking boring Canada is. I'm not sure which. Honestly, it's a boring for where I locally live because I remember like years ago, the reason why I thought it might happen, I never thought it, they'd publish it in a paper, but I checked what's happening on local news and the top story that day was dog carries big stick at the beach. And I was like, I can get it. I can make it into this. I don't know if I'm going to get printed, but there's no way dog carrying big stick on the beach can make the online site, and I can't with these Garfield times. Oh, my God. So the island, because you, you live on an island, right? I do, yep. In your lifetime of living on that island, what is the most interesting thing that's happened there? Ooh, interesting. Uh, we do bathtub races in the summer. <laughs> that's kind of like a weird, interesting thing, right? It's like a unique... People race bathtubs in the ocean. And it's very serious. Like big ass ceramic or metal bathtubs? Yeah, like yeah, I think there are rules. It's pretty strict guidelines for what type of tub you can use. But yeah, people strap a motor to a tub and then they elevate it on something and and then they they drive through a course in the ocean. Like half of them sink. It's a big. <laughs> it's a serious game. Yeah, surely like a tub wouldn't float if a wave goes over it. It immediately just goes down. <laughs> Yeah, they have to attach to some... It's not just like they're getting tubs and putting them in the water and going. It's like they're put on top of a structure. Uh, I don't know how boats work. So it's just like a boat... It's a boat race where the chair is a tub. I guess, yeah, technically. I mean, if you really want to ruin it, Gavin, it's a boat race where they lay in a tub. If we want to get into technicalities. It's kind of like how they had that Red Bull flug tag thing, right? Where you would create your own flying machines and then crash yes. them into the water. Mm -hmm. Except this is the this is like the flush tag, I guess. I, you said that you said that these things sink. Does that mean that the coast along your island is riddled with old, broken, <laughs> holy toilet tubs? That's yeah. That's a great question. I've never seen one, but there must be. The coral reefs now. That's how they're yeah. That's how they're gonna rebuild the the coral reefs around your island. From global warming. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you email strangers every day of your life? No. 
why would you think that I do this? What do you mean, why would I think? Because every time I talk to you, you're like, well, I contacted a radio station. Yeah, you reached out to 30 companies last week. Yeah, I, I talked to Procter & Gamble. <laughs> That's a good point. I take back what I said. I apologize for being defensive. That was a very good point. I did <laughs> yeah, that you last get week. shit done. Fair point. Yeah. Fair point. It wasn't an insult. Uh, no, I don't do it. You need to have a dumb idea or you need to have a question or something. And then you just reach out to people. It's not hard. Have you ever had an idea that you thought this is too dumb even for me? My entire, I don't want to say brand, but my lifestyle is based off of whatever the dumbest thing possible is do. Like do that. That's how I was good at Griffball. Honestly, my strategy a lot of the time was what is the dumbest thing I could do that they would never predict? And then I do it and then nobody predicts it and it works and it looks cool, but it was really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you got to outdumb people. I feel like I want to start setting you challenges. Like I know. Like if I gave you a task, how long until it's complete? Like if, if I was to say to you, like, get scammed today. You would have to then be, like, contacted by one of those scam phone calls and, like, give them access to your computer and stuff. But I reckon you, you'd be able to get pretty much anything done in, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> Why would I do this? Here's a challenge, Andrew. <laughs> it's a challenge. Here's a challenge. <laughs> I'd like, building <laughs> off what challenge. Gavin said, how about I would like to see you scam a Nigerian scammer? <laughs> Doesn't have to be today. Okay. Well, I got, you know, I got plenty of this. My junk mail is literally filled with this. Yeah. Okay. Every every email to your spam folder is an opportunity for excellence. They're all just adventures waiting to be departed on. Do you ever get those scam emails where they, they claim you have footage of you jerking off and you pay them? To, uh, <laughs> Are you getting a lot of this footage? I, a decent amount. It's in the rotation right now. I don't know. It's, it seems to be popular. <laughs> those, uh, yeah, they, those were all the rage for a while there. And they were scaring the shit out of a lot of gullible people. <laughs> It's a weird, like, what price would you pay to, to not have that? Zero dollars. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that would work for me. I don't care. So I'm at war with basket weavers and scammers, is what I've, I've gathered from this. Well, you're, you're <clears throat> I think you've brought, you drug yourself into a war with the basket weaving community. Can it be a war if there's less than 10? <laughs> you're going to find out. You're going to find out there's such a large goddamn basket weaving community. You had no clue. There's, It's probably like a national sport in some country that you're not even aware of. That's my point. I'd love to know if if you're uh -huh. the Michael Jordan of basket weaving. Please let me know. <laughs> if you're the Michael Jordan of basket weaving, the Michael Jordan of Garfield cart racing has a word for you. <laughs> we should call this the Michael Jordan podcast. Oh, if only we could. <laughs> I wonder if Michael Jordan ever faced himself. Yeah, he fucking, he gave up two championships by going to play baseball. That's a pretty big face right there. That's a good point. Uh, well, is there anything else we need to cover today, boys? Or have we fucked our faces enough? Yeah, I, I feel like we covered a lot. <laughs> yeah. We covered we covered farting in Garfield. That was a lot of farts. Andrew started a war with a, a community that's as old as uh, sheep herding and prostitution, probably. That'll be interesting. What's the minimum number you need for a community? Two. <laughs> okay. So it is community. I just want to. I, I feel like the basket weavers are going to go. They'll be gone soon. It'll be. People will three D print their baskets. I think, and I don't think I'd call them weavers. Yeah, that's a that's a good point, Gavin. Uh, it sounds like you're uh, you're doubling down on on the Andrew side of this thing. You're looking to uh, create some strife with the basket weavers yourself. I'd like to point out, I have no beef with baskets or weavers 
or any combination of the two. Uh, I love uh, all of my fellow uh, men and women, uh, or however you identify across this globe. And if weaving baskets is your thing, uh, I support it wholeheartedly. Unlike these two heathens who uh, don't think you should be allowed to breathe the same air as them. I don't think I said that. I just don't think there are any of them. 100% they said it. If you may not have heard it earlier in the podcast. Uh, we might have had to cut it out, but they did say it. I say get in, get out. Time is limited. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to get out then. I'm going to go do other <laughs> shit. I'll see you guys in a week. Hey, who are you? Uh, my name was Jeff Ramsey, and this was uh, this fucking show we do. What's it called? <laughs> Face. You are... That was where you say I was Gavin Free. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Uh, you asked who I was, you asked who I was, and I fucking instantly, I jumped to attention. I asked who you are, and you're like, <laughs> I was reading what Eric wrote, and I was yeah. throwing, because I, I don't want to do what Eric told me to do, I want you to do it, so I said, you know, throw it to you, and then you threw it back to me, and I wasn't expecting it. I'm Gavin. <laughs> I'm Andrew. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, or maybe if you hated it, but there's somebody in your life who you hate more than the podcast and you want to spread uh, misery their way, tell them about our podcast. Tell them they'll like it. Tell a friend uh, or an enemy. Like and subscribe. Leave us a review on uh, iTunes or Spotify or any of that nonsense. I feel a bit like a heel saying all this stuff. Uh, I usually make fun of other podcasters for doing it, but unfortunately it is... Uh... Nah, I'm going to cut all this. <coughs> <laughs> I don't know. What I'm, I'm tired. It's been a long week. It's been a long week. It has been a very long week. I got a bloody mental day tomorrow. Do you have a mental day? Yeah. A lot of recordings? All damn day. How about you, Andrew? I'm in the process of a move. I might not have a desk, so I'm figuring that out. Do you wake up every day and then, like, like the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is I check the turnip prices, obviously, <laughs> in Animal Crossing. Is this still the podcast? Yeah, I think so. I think so. We're, we're ending in a second. The sec is the first thing you do check your Garfield times? I just think it was the shittiest ending ever. It didn't end. It's not in. Eric's, Eric's losing his mind in the chat. All right, this, this is how I feel about turnips, right? There's no middle ground. At the beginning of the week, I'm like, ah, I got plenty of time. There's no day. Where I'm like, I should get my shit together. It goes from like, I got plenty of time to shit. I'm running out of time to sell these turnips. Are you serious? Yeah. I start to get scared on Tuesday night. Really? Yeah. Shit. It's the. Oh, I need to. I got. I got to shift some turnips tonight. Dude, I sold at six oh four this week. Did you really? Yeah. One of Emily's friends has her island wow. in the southern hemisphere was six oh four. So. Damn. Shit. Like, Woo. Like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah. Do that. <laughs> Face. Love you guys. What an ending. That's gotta be. <laughs> That's cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, just, you just started talking about turnips. <laughs> you did. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if you were listening to a podcast and they were ending and they're like, yeah, like and subscribe? Yeah, so what do you do in the morning? Do you do turnips? <laughs> It trailed off. Then you were like, I'm going to cut this. And then we just had a chat yeah. for a <laughs> I was so confused. Is this oh, still God. the podcast? No! Now? Oh, okay, got it. All right, let's stop. <laughs>